Welcome to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us this weekend. I'm Jason Kong, and I have the pleasure of being here with Attorney Bill Alexander. Bill, how are you doing today? Jason, I'm here. (laughs) So I guess it's a good day. You were lamenting earlier about the perils of of growing old. Uh, This is true. You know, sometimes it's just hard to get out of bed. (laughs) But... You know, I I thought it was hard to get out of bed when I was a teenager, you know, with growing pains, but, you know, not not the same. (laughs) Well, we are here and we've got a wonderful show lined up. And Bill, oftentimes uh, on this program, you have interactions with clients that kind of inspire and form lessons for all of us. No question. Jason, that that is an everyday experience for me. It's it, That's one of the joys of my law practice is the fact that I get to talk to folks and all of us have issues of some sort. And to the degree that I can help folks sort it out, um, that uh, gives me a great deal of pleasure. It's one of the reasons I, I love what I do. So, uh, so what was the last episode of, <laughs> of uh, uh, okay, so uh, I had, uh, this was just recent, actually, and, and anyone who has listened to me uh, for very long knows that one of the general rules that I uh, ad- advise folks is that it is a very uh, wise thing uh, for folks to have their home uh, paid off in full before they retire. And, and that's, uh, to some degree, a, a no-brainer uh, because of the fact that, you know, when your mortgage is paid off, uh, it reduces uh, your need for, for that cash every month that was going in to pay off that mortgage, which is normally a pretty steep monthly bill for most folks, and obviously, if if your home is paid off, then your income goes uh, much much further uh, in terms of of being able to be used for whatever you need it for. And, and so, as a general rule, I, th- I think it's it, it is uh, the general rule is still there. Okay, but m- might there be exceptions? And so, anyway, we, uh, the the as you might guess. Uh, the issue presented, and of course this was just um, an aside of, of doing estate planning for these folks, but it was like uh, the uh, the wife involved, this was a married couple doing great, uh, uh, she was uh, still working, uh, he had already retired, and uh, and, and, of course, she wanted the house to be paid off before she retired. And she was planning to retire, is planning to retire, uh, in about two years. Uh, okay, so that's where we start from. Uh, and the husband was saying, no, this, this is probably better for us not to pay off our mortgage, uh, you know, based on the mortgage that we have. Uh, we're probably better off just paying the mortgage every every month. And so uh, this was one of the cases where uh, after really discussing it with them, uh, I 
uh, ended up on the other side of the fence. I mean, it was, uh, which is pretty rare for me, but this was one case where I, I had to agree uh, with the husband based on their particular circumstances. So what were those circumstances that made me jump to the other side of the fence? That's pretty rare. Okay, so bottom line is, is that their income was very high. Uh, they had a, a plenty of income. In fact, the husband's income was extremely high in retirement. And, um, of course, we had to look at, okay, what will the wife's income be when she retires and what will their combined incomes be? But, frankly, you know, even a, after she retires, their household income is going to be really good. Both, both parties were healthy doing great, had, you know, 30 years of life expectancy between them or more. Uh, and so what kind of mortgage did they have? That's a big factor. Uh, well, they had a really good one. Uh, first of all, their mortgage rate was only about 2.5%, which is, of course, very low. They, they obviously refinanced or bought their house at the very, at the right time, if you will. And they had... 12 years left on their uh, uh, on their mortgage payments. So if they were going to pay it off on a month-to-month basis, um, 12 years, not not too long, considering you have a 2.5% mortgage. Uh, now their mortgage payment was a little over $1,700 a month. So not a cheap mortgage payment for sure, uh, but not not catastrophic for somebody with with high income okay so now the problem that the reason i jumped the fence was where would they get the money to pay off their mortgage well frankly almost uh and this is a little unusual but almost all of their nest egg which was considerable was in retirement accounts, in 401ks and IRAs. In other words, they had a very small um, non-retirement portfolio, if you will, extremely small. In fact, um, in round numbers, uh, they had um, about two and a half million in retirement accounts and maybe less than a hundred thousand in non-retirement accounts. So the bottom line, if they were going to re- if they were going to pay off their mortgage, where would they get the money? They'd have to get it from the retirement account. Well, if you were going to draw out, you know, uh, you know, at a time where their income is high and you're going to draw out a substantial amount, let's just say several hundred thousand dollars, Um, you're going to pay a pretty penny in tax. Uh, And so at least a quarter or to a third of what they pulled out would, uh, they'd have to draw out an excessive amount to pay the income tax. Uh, Now, they wouldn't have been penalized because they were, you know, you only have to be 59 and a half to draw out retirement monies and not be penalized on it, but you still have the penalty of having to pay ordinary income tax on it. So in essence, in order to pay off their mortgage, they would have had to pull out retirement money and pay the income tax on it to pay a 2.5% 
uh, rate on their mortgage. So obviously there are exceptions to the general rule. And that was where I just uh, basically said, well, in your particular case, um, you're wise to keep going. I mean, quite, you know, what are, I mean, you can get CD rates that are over 5%. I, I tell a lot of folks about the fact that, uh, you know, at Edward Jones, uh, you know, my son George uh, is a financial advisor there, and he keeps me posted, but you can look online. And, and some of the other institutions are uh, compared, but I haven't found anything higher than Edward Jones for CD rates. And, um you know they're over five percent. Well, if your if your mortgage rate's two and a half, and you can get over five percent in, in a CD, even, and that's if you're super duper conservative in terms of how you invest. Uh, again, it's somewhat of a no brainer to uh, do what the husband wanted to do. So actually, I came down on the husband side on that on, on that particular issue, and it just goes to show that uh, in almost every case, uh, the, the right answer depends up, upon the particular circumstances involved. I still believe in the general rule with my whole heart, but at the same time, there are exceptions to the rule. Well, I also think that's a testament to you, Bill, because I think oftentimes some people may be a little bit more rigid in their thinking and say, well, there's no exception to this, but you take this a case-by-case basis, you listen to your clients, you analyze the situation, and you figure out a solution that is best suited for them, not just according to a specific rule, although more often than not, it may come down on that certain side of the rule. But it really is important to make sure that you're speaking with these individuals and hearing them and making sure that you're crafting a solution that best suits them. If you would like to schedule an appointment with Bill, you can go to WGALaw.com. From there, you can also find information about Bill's free webinars. The next set of webinars is happening on Wednesday, September 13th. If you want to learn more about long-term care assistance, Medicaid, and VA benefits. We're actually going to talk a little bit more about some updated VA information later on in the program, so stick around for that. But if you want to register for Bill's long-term care financial assistance webinar, go to WGALaw.com and click on the Seminars button at the top of the page. WGALaw.com or call 919-256-7000-919-256-7000. We're going to take a short break, but we'll be right back. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. We'll be back after this. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Learn more about Bill at WGALaw.com. You can schedule some time to speak with him. You can register for his free webinars. You can register for the long-term care assistance webinar happening on Wednesday, September 13th. Just go to WGALaw.com and click on the seminars button at the top of the page. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander and 
Bill, you're a very learned man. You're always reading something and finding new information that is helpful to your clients and to your listeners. Well, one of the things that uh, we do in our law firm at W.G. Alexander & Associates um, is special needs trusts. Uh, We uh, help uh, folks who are dealing with special children. Uh, And, of course, special children can be pretty old, too. (laughs) But it's the kind of thing uh, where uh, folks who are dealing with uh, 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 special needs children do have uh, significant issues that other folks don't have to deal with. And and part of it is um, how do we create a circumstance where our child can uh, can receive what they need, be protected uh, there, uh, and we we don't violate the rules which uh, are critical for re- receiving uh, their financial support uh, through Medicaid or otherwise other government programs. Uh, and one resource that I've known about for a long time that I think is extremely helpful to those uh, who uh, have a special needs trust. Uh, And of course, this also applies to lots of uh, seniors or others. Uh, It might be where you are trying to help a spendthrift child, uh, or it might be where you are trying to manage things for uh, seniors uh, who um, need uh, significant assistance uh, managing their affairs, where you're basically taking care of your parents or grandparents uh, because they've lost the ability over time to take care of themselves. Well, what's that resource? It's actually a prepaid card called True Link. True Link. Uh, it's spelled just like it sounds. Uh, but uh, what's what's different about it? it? What's different about it is the fact that you can set the card up so that it can only be used for certain things. In other words, if they try to use the prepaid card for something that's not authorized, it you know doesn't go through. So in essence, uh, it's uh, it's a safe way to uh, give uh, the uh, person, your loved one, the uh, ability to have the ability to spend a little bit of money that you can give them, but only on authorized purchases and nothing else. Well, that's huge when you're looking at at, uh, trying to limit what a person might spend their money on. Uh, or you're trying to stay uh, within the boundaries of the rules so that your loved one uh, can continue to receive uh, the benefits uh, that uh, they uh, are eligible for. So to me, that it, it's a, a weapon in the arsenal, if you will, that, that folks can use. And it's, it's called True Link, True Link, L-I-N-K, True Link. So um, it's something that I think that um, a a lot of families can actually use to help manage uh, a loved one's trust, Um, and that uh, it's it's certainly 
um, uh, true in the special needs community, but it's also true for lots of other purposes too. Um, and it, it might even be true for a parent uh, who who wants to give a minor child uh, the ability to use a card for certain things, but certainly not other things. <laughs> so anyway, I wanted to mention that because I, I think it's something that can be very helpful um, to folks. Well, very good. That's something that I think can be helpful, and it depends on the situation, but if that's something that you would like to partake of, be sure to look up True Link. Okay. Now, the, what, what I want to do, uh, as you know, um, Jason, uh, all of the attorneys in my law firm, and of course there are only three of us, but um, all, all of us are VA-accredited advisors. We're VA-accredited attorneys. Uh, so we're authorized by the VA to uh, inform and advise veterans uh, on uh, their needs, on veterans' benefits, and to um, help them with uh, veterans' claims and the like. And, of course, as elder law attorneys, uh, we are um, very much always looking for ways to assist our senior clients. Um, now, the, the, what, the VA has actually um, uh, started some new programs or newer programs that can be extremely helpful um, to senior uh, veterans who need assistance because, quite frankly, we all want to stay at home. Uh, we don't want to be institutionalized. And of course, uh, the the VA does have uh, veteran nursing homes. Uh, in fact, they're building one in Raleigh. I'm real excited about that. Uh, in fact, it should be open before this time next year, even if uh, even if they're late in terms of getting it open. But it's it's going up, and and I'm real excited about it. But does anybody really want to go? Well, we know the answer to that. The answer is no. Nobody wants to go to a nursing home. Uh, but it is good that that the state does provide certain nursing homes. And the state provided uh, VA nursing homes. Uh, the closest one right now is Fayetteville. We also have one in Kinston. Uh, and the newest one is actually in Kernersville, which is between Greensboro and Winston-Salem. Uh, there's, and then we, we have uh, one in Salisbury, uh, which is uh, uh, as you go down toward Charlotte, uh, and then in Asheville. So Raleigh will be a, a tremendous addition to that system that will make it uh, much more convenient for the veterans in this area, which I think is, is a wonderful thing. But the, you know what the VA doesn't have? is assisted living. So um, that uh, is a, a real hole in the, system, in the VA system, but uh, at these new programs may be making up for it because uh, we've, we've got uh, some programs that will help not only the veterans uh, trying who need assistance, to stay at home, but also to help the caregivers 
who are trying to help the veterans stay at home. And so these programs are extremely important, and I want to talk about them briefly uh, this morning. Um, but uh, who, so who, who might be eligible for those programs? Well, uh, for folks who've gone through uh, my uh, webinars, uh, those uh, veterans who have an in-service connected disability, I've talked about those folks for years. And for those folks who uh, are 70% or greater with an in-service connected disability, uh, the VA not only pays for all of their medical care if they're over 50%, but it also pays for their nursing care and it also pays uh, a caregiver, you know, a spouse, family member, caregiver, uh, to take care of veterans who need a lot of assistance uh, at home in order to keep them out of any kind of institutionalization. Well, so that's been there for a long time. But now we have um, uh, programs from the VA that will help veterans stay at home and you don't have to be VA dis or in-service connected disabled. Now it does require the veterans to be what, what they call enrolled. Okay, and so it's like, okay, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, they, I love the VA. Uh, okay, so basically enrolled means enrolled in the VA medical system. So, uh, and uh, what's really nice is that the VA has changed their rules, which allow more veterans to be enrolled in the VA medical system, which gives them access to these home care programs. So to me, this is really good stuff. All right, so there are, so let's talk about what it takes to be enrolled. Well, um, obviously there are categories of people who are automatically enrolled. And of course, anybody that has an in-service connected disability of any percentage, 10% being the lowest, uh, is, is automatically uh, eligible. Uh, the folks who were awarded a Purple Heart, folks who are prisoners of war, uh, uh, there are a number of categories uh, where uh, that is a factor. Okay, so once you get beyond that, it does require a veteran who actually served on active duty that not active duty for training so guess what that leaves out people who served in the national guard and the reserves uh, if all they did was go to boot camp because uh, when you're in the guard or reserve when you go to boot camp that that is actually called active duty for training it's not considered active duty. Now, if you basically just join the, a service, whether it, and it doesn't matter which service it is, um, then when you go to boot camp, it's part of, it, it is active duty. So, you know, there's discrepancies there. Um, but you have to have 
active duty, and if you entered service after 81, it requires two years of active duty. Now, there are exceptions to the rules, and as long as you uh, were not dishonorably discharged, then uh, if you got any other kind of discharge and you served your two years, or right now, like I said, there are exceptions for people who are medically discharged early or given an early out or some other issues like that, where they actually are entitled uh, to enrollment. Uh, now, th in the past, there has been a net worth test that has excluded uh, many veterans who were successful. Okay, but guess what? The net worth test has gone away now. So uh, it's completely eliminated. So the only thing they look at, and mostly this has to do with uh, uh, what your copay might be or whether there is no copay at all uh, in terms of the services, but it has to do with your household income. So the, the, uh, they're only looking at household income, and that means your income along with your spouse's income. Uh, now, if you're single, it, it's only your income, obviously, but that to me is huge because um, that's what it takes to be enrolled. And so the VA is actually encouraging um, anybody who served on active duty uh, and were not dishonorably discharged to at least seek enrollment. And if, you know, if, if they uh, don't meet the test, then so be it. But they're, like I said, there are lots and lots more veterans who are entitled to enrollment in the VA uh, medical system. Uh, than in the past. So uh, this is important because if you're enrolled, then these home care benefits can be um, available to you. Now, the unfortunately, as you might expect, the um, uh, how much is available to you might depend on where you live uh, because obviously, but I would assume that in this area, uh, the, the availability would be robust, whereas if you lived in the middle of nowhere, uh, probably not. <laughs> well, we all want to stay at home and be at home as long as we can and retain our independence and the comfort of receiving care at home if we do need care, any sort of long-term care. So that's good to know, and if you want to learn more about other types of potential VA benefits, I highly recommend that you attend Bill's free webinar happening on Wednesday, September 13th. You can learn a whole lot about long-term care assistance. That includes VA benefits, also Medicaid as well. You can go to WGALaw.com. As Bill mentioned earlier before, the attorneys at WG Alexander & Associates are VA authorized attorneys, so you have that comfort of knowing that you're getting expertise in that regard go to wgalaw.com click on the seminars button at the top of the page it's free to register and free to attend bill's webinars wgalaw.com or call 919-256-7000 919-256-7000 a quick break and back this is asset protection today with attorney bill alexander we'll be back after this
listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Find more about Bill at WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And Bill, you were talking just before the break about some new potential VA benefits that folks may uh, be able to receive. And you sort of went over the qualifications, what defines enrollment. Now let's, let's talk about these benefits. Well, first, um, you know, I'm sure there are a number of folks out there who are saying, hmm, I, I'm not a veteran. My spouse is not a veteran. This doesn't really apply to me. So why shouldn't I turn this off? Well, the fact is, is that uh, I guarantee you that even if, if what I'm mentioning does not apply to you, it more than likely applies to a family member of yours, or it applies to a friend of yours, or it applies to an acquaintance at church, or an acquaintance uh, that you might have, uh, or uh, a friend's parent who happens to be a, a veteran. And so this is the kind of thing where when, you, when you've heard about it, you can tell others about it. And I, you know, th- this is this is where we really need to get the word out because the VA doesn't really do a very good job of getting the word out, quite frankly. It's not like they're going to write a letter to you and say, oh, I see that you're old and frail and, and just we want you to know about this new program that we would like to help you with. I mean, that's just not the way the VA does it. So, uh, but these are programs that they would, quite frankly, like to get the word out. So what's the first program? Number one, it is the Homemaker and Home Health Aid Care Program. And so you, you might say, well, what is that? And this is where a person uh, is, is contracted to come to your home. They're supervised by a registered nurse. And, of course, the, the nurse actually comes to your home uh, in order to determine what your needs are. So, but, uh, but the homemaker or home health aide uh, is uh, typically... Uh, it's not a nurse, but it's somebody who has been trained, uh, and they come to your home uh, and help, and basically help the veteran take care of themselves uh, with their daily activities. Um, and, and so it obviously helps a veteran stay at home uh, for their entire lifetime, or at least longer than they might otherwise. And this program can actually, it's not just senior veterans, it's, it's a veteran of any age who has activities of daily living where they need assistance. So if, if they're enrolled in the VA healthcare system, this program is actually uh, available to them. It can also serve veterans uh, who are isolated, uh, or uh, where their own caregiver is experiencing uh, a burden and needs respite, you know, which is something I talk about all the time because all caregivers need respite on an ongoing basis, and it's something that families should focus on. Um, and, and, of course, this program can be used in coordination with other programs that people might be eligible for. Um, so that, to me... Uh, that uh, that is important, and th- typically this is where an organization 
that provides home care services are contracted with the VA to provide these services to you and your family. So very, very important program. So that's one of the programs of two that I wanted to uh, talk about. And the other uh, is a program for general caregiver support services. Uh, And of course, the VA loves their acronyms. So this is the PGCSS program. (laughs) So program of general caregiver support services. So guess what this does? This provides support to your caregiver. Uh, it, it helps uh, particularly for a general caregiver who, again, provides personal care services to uh, a veteran who's enrolled. Uh, and this, of course, is what, what many, many seniors need. In other words, it's help with the activities of daily living. Um, so, you know, if your veteran is enrolled, uh, then you can get the support on the homemaker and home aid, health aid side, and then the caregiver can get additional support to, to uh, actually support their caregiving needs and respite needs. So in combination, I think that's really good because this does not require the veteran to be in-service connected disabled. Uh, so uh, th- that's huge as far as I'm concerned because there are 10 times more veterans out there who actually can use the uh, VA healthcare system who are actually eligible uh, for these two programs. And so th- to me, this is huge. Well, I can see why you're so passionate about it and why it is important that we do get the word out because this is something that could benefit a lot of veterans out there. And unfortunately, it's really hard to get the message out about some of these programs. So we can do our part to let our friends and family members and neighbors and uh, everyone that could possibly benefit from this, let them know. And if you would like to learn more or maybe attend one of Bill's free webinars, the webinar related to long-term care assistance dives into VA benefits. It dives into Medicaid and all forms of financial assistance that may be available to you. If you're, you or a loved one are dealing with a long-term care crisis, go to WGALaw.com. Click on the seminars button at the top of the page. Bill's webinars are free to attend. There's no cost to you. You can do them from the comfort of your own home. All you need is a device with internet access and an email address, and you can very easily sign up for free by going to WGALaw.com and clicking on the Seminars button. If you want to call the office, register that way. You can do so by calling 919-256-7000, We're going to take a short break, but we'll be right back. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. We'll be back after this. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Find more about Bill at WGALaw.com. You can schedule some time to speak with him and his team at 
WG Alexander and Associates by going to WGALaw.com. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And Bill, we've covered a lot of ground so far today. We've covered a lesson on paying off our home. We've covered VA benefits. We've covered TrueLink. What else do we need to get to? Well, the first thing I need to do is, you know, you do a great job of telling folks about our uh, monthly webinars, which we do on the second Wednesday of each month. Uh, but I, I will say this, because our, uh, our, my asset protection webinar, uh, which we normally do in the afternoons, is, is pretty popular. We I always get a good crowd and enjoy doing it. But uh, we, while we will be doing our Medicaid and long-term care uh, webinar uh, on September 13th, uh, second Wednesday in September, uh, and that's our morning seminar, uh, we're going to skip our afternoon seminar in September. So our next asset protection and trust planning uh, webinar will actually be in mid-October. Um, so I, I don't want to throw folks a curve. It's just that um, I, I can't do that particular webinar uh, in September uh, in that afternoon. But we will have our regularly scheduled Medicaid and long-term care webinar uh, that, um, that morning uh, of September 13th. So I hope you, you'll join us for that. Now, um, the uh, along the lines of what some of the things we talk about in our webinar on Medicaid, uh, and I've talked about this t- to a degree uh, the last few weeks, and that has to do where the risks are uh, for seniors in terms of uh, the need for money or protecting what we have. Uh, and the fact is, is that uh, what so many people wrongly think that their biggest risk is Medicaid estate recovery if a loved one needs nursing facility care. Now, I'm not going to belittle that risk. That is a risk. But a, a bigger risk for more people has to do with the risk of paying for care if you're doing what everybody wants, and that is trying to stay at home, or worst case, if you're not going to nursing care, is needing to go to assisted living or or memory care. You know, a lot of folks don't realize that memory care is not, for the most part, performed in a nursing facility. It's it's actually at the assisted living level of care. Uh, now, obviously, it's more aggressive care than in assisted living, uh, but at the same time, it's still performed as an assisted living level of care. Well, as my, my, my webinar people know, uh, Medicaid does not pay for help to assist people uh, at the assisted living or memory care level uh, if memory care is at the assisted living level, which 95% of it is at the assisted living level. So, um, so what program is? Well, 
There is a program called Special Assistance, which is not a Medicaid program, even though you apply for it in the Medicaid office. It's uh, technically, it's called Special Assistance. Uh, but the problem is this. Many of us will never be eligible for it, no matter what. Why? Because our income is too high. Unlike Medicaid, it has a very low income cap. Uh, and for and so the gross income cap for assisted living is only $1,354.50. Well, you have to understand that, that your Social Security check is a net check. They're taking out $164.10 minimally for your Medicare premium out of your Social Security check. So guess what? If, uh, if your Social Security check is $1,200 or more, you uh, will never be eligible for assistance. And it doesn't matter if you have no resources at all. I mean, you don't own a home. You have no nest egg. Bottom line is... So what's the problem? The problem is is that $1,200 means you don't qualify for assistance, you're not a veteran, so you can't get help there, and you don't have enough money to pay for somebody to help you at home or to go to even the lowest-priced assisted living. It doesn't exist at that level. So in essence, you're screwed. <laughs> so... That, to me, is really important. But what about memory care? Well, the, the income cap for memory care is a little higher, but it's still pretty low. For, for that, the income cap, gross income, $17.36.50 per month. And you have to understand, a lot of folks have a Social Security check by itself, not including any other income that you might have from other sources, that puts you over that cap so that you cannot qualify under any circumstances. And that's where the rub is. That's where uh, things don't work. And so guess what? That's why your nest egg is extremely important so that if you need care and your income is such that uh, you, your income is insufficient to pay for the care, and you cannot get any government help or any other help, then guess what? you got to make up that money from another source. And if you have a nest egg, you can pull from your retirement account or investment account uh, or uh, cash in the bank or whatever you have to make up that difference. And, of course, I call that your bleed because that's the money you're bleeding that you you know that uh, in order to make up the difference in terms of what you have to pay for to me that's the biggest risk that seniors face is how to pay for that care because if you don't have any resources uh, that then it's uh, a family member has to I mean, either you have to move in with a family member or a family member moves in with you because there's no other option. Uh, you know, financially, there's no other option. So 
this is where families need um, a lot of advice. Uh, and, you know, it's the kind of thing where uh, we handle a lot of these kinds of cases in our law firm because they're, they're tough choices that families have to make. Uh, depending, uh, and every family's different in terms of what's available to them and uh, what, uh, what they might choose to do. So it's, it's pretty interesting. Um, it's also one of the reasons why uh, I get upset about folks selling annuities to families that have a limited nest egg. You know, if, if you only have two or three hundred thousand dollars of a nest egg, uh, and you're and you're in this large group of folks that don't qualify for government assistance at the assisted living or home care level, guess what? Your access to that money is critical, and annuities take that availability of your money away from you, which that's the risk that financial advisors don't talk about. So it's really important for folks to understand those dynamics. You have to factor in the probability of needing long-term care in the future and the cost associated with long-term care. If you want to schedule some time to speak with Bill, get some planning done on your end, go to WGALaw.com. Or if you would like to attend Bill's free webinars, learn about financial assistance that may be available to you or a loved one dealing with a long-term care crisis, go to WGALaw.com and click on the seminars button at the top of the page. A quick break and back. This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. We'll be back after this. This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Go to WGALaw.com to register for Bill's free webinar on long-term care assistance, VA benefits, Medicaid. It's all covered in great detail. Go to WGALaw.com and click on the seminars button at the top of the page or call 919-256-7000. 919-256-7000. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you will do it again next weekend. You've been listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Have a wonderful day.